Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fly Route Podcast. I am your host, Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Playboy, and I am excited. I have a great guest for you today. I want to welcome Jalen Smith, NFL linebacker, pro bowler, All-American, Buckness Award winner, Indiana's Mr. Football, entrepreneur, philanthropist, and he is only 26. Welcome to the show, Jalen. You got any AKAs for yourself? Yeah, man. AKA Smooth, childhood nickname. All <laughs> oh, love, man. I'm I'm um I'm thankful to be on this on this podcast with y'all. Um, excited to learn, man. All right, fantastic, fantastic. I want to start back in the day. You're from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Did you grow up a Colts fan? I did. I grew up a. I grew up a. Uh, I love Peyton Manning. I grew up a Peyton Manning fan. I will say that. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I, 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 my favorite team growing up was the New England Patriots. Since okay. about uh, about two thousand two thousand two. Okay, I like that. I like that. Peyton Manning was the player that definitely. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a living icon in um, Indiana sports for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was just just across the border in Chicago growing up. Peyton Manning was definitely the player that also sparked my love for football. All right, so you grew up with an older brother, Rod Smith, who also plays in the NFL, but you all grew up going to different high schools and played against each other. How does that happen for two brothers with similar career goals? I always dreamt of playing with my brother. Um, I just had to, you know, take my, I wanted to take my own path. Myself and a lot of the peers that I grew up with, you know, we, we decided to go to a, a Catholic high school right down the street on the south side town of, of, of Fort Wayne, Indiana, called Bishop Lewis. Really small private school, but you know, we all we all decided to go there together. And, you know, my freshman year with my brother's senior year, he was at you know, Paul Harding High School, and so we played each other like week four. Um, I started varsity as a freshman, and, man, we had all of our family there. Family came from Alabama, from Detroit, you know, to, to cheer us on. I think my dad, I think in the first half, he sat on one side, and then on the second, and then the second half, he sat on the another side. I think, I think my mom, I think they did the same thing as well. It was just, it was very enlightening. Obviously, little brother won. So, you know, I, I, I get to talk my, my stuff forever on that one. <laughs> and then to be able to, you know, to, to sum it up, you know, and, him to go off and go, you know, to his dream college, Ohio State, and then he, you know, want to take my own path and decided to go to Notre Dame. Um, it was just crazy to see how we ended up playing together in the National Football League for three years on our father's favorite team, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. So it was lovely, man. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a storybook. So you bulldozed through high school. You win four straight state championships. You're arguably the top linebacking prospect in the country. I'm sure you had to have been heavily recruited. Was there any other schools out there that could have gotten Jalen Smith if you weren't going to go to Notre Dame? Yeah, I mean, I could have went anywhere. You know, being the you know being the the number one linebacker, you know, coming out in the country. You know, for me. I'm a mom's boy, so I wasn't about to go. I wasn't about to go too far away from home. Notre Dame was like an hour, half, hour and a half away. Well, um, you know, on top of you know everything that they offered, 
you know, I I would say my number two option would have been to go to Ohio State, play with my brother. Mm. Okay, I like that. I like that. So you end up having an amazing college career with the Fighting Irish. You're in your junior year. There's a lot of speculation that you're going to be a top five pick if you declare for the draft. And during the last game of the season, during the Fiesta Bowl, you end up suffering a gruesome knee injury, tearing your ACL and LCL. I heard that you had such a high level of nerve damage in the knee that you couldn't even lift up your foot for like a year. Is that true? Yep. Yep. Um, I had drop foot. Wow. And I had damaged my peroneal nerve and yeah, it took a, it took a year for me to be able to, to, to start to lift my foot up again. So, you know, definitely required a lot of patience, a lot of, a lot of confidence, a lot of, you know, just being present in the moment. So from not being able to lift your foot for over a whole year to over 500 career tackles so far in a Pro Bowl season, was there any, was there ever a moment during the rehab and the process that you ever doubted your ability to come back? No, I couldn't afford to. You know, this doctors looked me in my eye and told me I'd, ne- I'd, I'd never play again. So just understanding that, I, I, I had to really rely on my clear eye view. Um, a focused vision, a determined belief, and earned dreams. Um, I use that that model of a clarity to to get me back. Um, I I entrusted into my team. Um, I listened. I learned. I was observant. You know, I was faithful. It was just you know a, a, allowing God to work, and, and I was you know blessed with the opportunity that I am to to, to play the game I love again. Um, going into year seven. I got a lot of game left. 26 years old. I'm so excited for my next opportunity, wherever that awaits. I'm ready. All right. Fantastic. So you end up being drafted 34th overall to the Dallas Cowboys, but missed your rookie season rehabbing the injury from the Fiesta Bowl. 2017, game one of the season, you're ready and you start. In that game, you end up recording seven tackles and a forced fumble. What was going through your mind after that type of a debut? Did you know that Jalen Smith was back and was going to be the dominant linebacker that was foretold? You know, for 2017 for me was all about improving each and every week. That's what I wanted to do. You know, having a chance to start week one was just a wonderful opportunity, a lot of emotions you can imagine. And, you know, had, had a great performance. Um, defensive player of the game that night. It was actually a Sunday night game too, so that was that was amazing. It was an amazing feeling, and like I said, just throughout that year, I learned. I well, I wasn't fully back to being myself, but each week I improved, and that's what I and that's what I focus on. All these you know, all these things and phases that we go through is just all about um, learning and growth. You, know, you never want to stay stagnant. Um, and you can always learn. So that's really what I was about. I had a, a great locker room as well. Okay. So from there, you go on an absolute tier, three straight seasons with over 120 tackles, a Pro Bowl in 2019. And then before the 2021 season, you decide to change your number from 54 to nine, which is also the number of Cowboys legend Tony Romo. Dallas fans gave you a lot of flack for that decision. What was the motivation behind the number change? 
Well, for me, number number nine is 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 a part of me. Has been a part of me since I was nine years old. Um, it's helped me from Peewee to middle school to to high school to college. It's my favorite number. I love odd numbers. There's a symbolic meaning behind number nine. Number nine is the strongest number of of them all. God's number. So me understanding everything of or what number nine did to my life, I wanted to, to be a part of it. 54, 5 plus 4 equals 9. Okay. If, I, I did know, not know that. If you, if, you add up, if you add up every single digit number, it equals 36. 3 plus 6 equals 9. You take 36, you put a zero behind it, it's 360. 3 is just, it's all a cycle. So that's, that's, what, number, that's what number nine means to me and the significance of it. You know, and then playing, you know, wearing number nine for the Dallas Cowboys, you know, and, and also in honor of Tony Romo, a great legend, I, I wanted to carry that the right way. Um, and that, and, and I went about it that way, you know, with, with, with love, respect, and honor, and hard work. You know, I was thankful. Okay. So this is the most important part of the show, and it's the heart of the show. It's the baller's bouquet. Too frequently in the media, People only want to focus on the negative and salacious things athletes do and never really want to give them credit where credit is due. And here we like to make a change. And this baller's bouquet goes to our guest, Jalen Smith, for his philanthropic work through the Minority Entrepreneurship Institute, an investment capital fund for minority business owners that's given over $1.2 million to 13 companies since it started. You recently partnered with Cohatch and joined their board of advisors this year to launch an MEI fellowship as well. Tell me a bit about your motivation for starting the MEI and why Cohatch was a company that you wanted to form this type of partnership with. Honestly, it came down to me growing up, always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, since I was about 11 years old, I wanted to be a businessman and began learning Adopted some great mentors who I've learned uh, with along the way. And from there, I, I began to understand the value of great relationships, um, developing great relationships, getting access to quality deal flow, the right deal flow with great returns in business and learning from the best. You know, just being thankful of my platform, um, all the platforms that I've had and, and God has blessed me with. Um, I was just thinking about, man, what, what about other people who look like me that don't have access to these platforms. How can I create an opportunity for, you know, for the, the black, the brown, the Latinx community, you know, to be able to get access to, uh, to, to financial funding, to, to get access to mentorship, to be able to have access to, you know, help for putting together strategic execution plans. You know, that's kind of what I was thinking about. So me and my team came together and we formed the, the Minority Entrepreneurship Institute. It's all about impact investing. It's about, you know, helping close the economic and educational gap that exists in this world today. There is a wealth gap. And, um, you know, we got, we got to start somewhere. Okay. So you talk about the mentors that you had. I want to talk about a particular mentor of yours. You talked about him in your contract extension press conference with Dallas, Eugene Parker, also a Fort Wayne, Indiana product like yourself and a former agent who represented 
so many NFL legends like Deion Sanders, Emmett Smith, Larry Fitzgerald, amongst many others, who unfortunately passed away just weeks before you were drafted. Tell me about your relationship with him and how him as a mentor shaped your acumen for business and the man that you are today. Absolutely. You know, funny, from the time I was 11 years old, I knew who my age was going to be. Um, Eugene Parker, his his aunt is my grandmother. So, you know, was able to learn, uh, and, you know, at a, at a young age, was able to, to, to watch. And the biggest thing that Eugene taught me, rest in peace, was just, you know, about value over cost. And understanding, that, you know, the value out of something versus the cost. And, you know, I, I, I've taken that with me. I've learned and, you know, I'm just, I'm happy to be where I am today. You know, a guy that's, you know, just operating out of truth. Okay. I, I've seen a lot of like think pieces, blogs, and even watch you have to answer questions in your press conferences where people doubt your commitment to football because of your entrepreneurship, which is really intertwined with your philanthropy. A, Big goal of yours seems to be to help black and brown businesses thrive and close that racial wealth gap. What do you have to say to people that think you can't be all in on football and help your people? I mean, everything that, you know, the essence of, I believe the essence of life is helping make the world a better place. And the football is my, football is my second love. My first love is my mama because I'm, you know, we come out of your mother's womb. I'm a mama boy. <laughs> but like football is my second love and it's a gift that, that God has given me. So, um, and, and I'm an employee. So I'm, I'm all in. Um, but for me, um, you know, it's, it's about surrounding yourself with the right people who can help you accomplish those goals. So although I'm a businessman and entrepreneur and philanthropist, you know, I'm, I'm not the, the one that's, Running the day to day operations of my, of my business, I have a team. Um, no different than, you know, Jerry Jones, you know, hiring me to, to play linebacker, you know, because I'm an expert at that. You need a team. You can't go through this life alone. And, 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 and that's what I've learned. So having a team allows me to focus even more on football because I'm comfortable and confident in, knowing where everything is allocated. There's a lot of players that, that leave and, and go broke and bankrupt. And a lot of it is because they don't know what they don't know. You're not, if not, if you're not educated enough, it, it's not about how much you make. It's about how much you keep. So I don't think anybody could, you know, deny or go against that. I mean, it's, it's life, it's love. So what's next for Jalen Smith? Are you in talks with any teams for next season? Is there a place that you're looking at or a division or somewhere that you're like, I know I can make a big impact and contribution? I can't speak on what teams are where because that's, that's, my, that's my agent's expertise. Um, but for me, I'm ready. And that's the biggest thing is making sure that, that I'm mentally, physically ready you know, to play the game I love. Like I said, I'm 26. I'm young. I have not reached my peak yet. Um, I've had success, um, but I am not satisfied. And I, I just, I can't wait to get back in the locker room with the guys. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing. It's a blessing being able to play this game that we love. And I'm going to go out there and be dominant um, like I've always been. 
We talked a lot about the MEI, which is a core part of your philanthropic endeavors, and there's a lot of attention to that. But I want to talk about the camp that you and your brother Rod held for kids back in Fort Wayne called Earn Your Stripes. What was your motivation behind holding this camp? And post-COVID world, are there any plans to bring that back and start that up again? Absolutely. The biggest thing is... You know, what we wanted with, with the Earn Your Stripes camp, uh, my brother and I was just being able to bring the kids together and, and, and be able to teach them the essence of work and what it takes, you know, to, you know, how, how, how it looks to go after something that you want in anything in life, in sports and business, at home, doing chores, whatever, you, know, you have to earn it. You know, uh, success is earned, not given. And that's the way you want it. That's the way. God has designed it, um, you know, properly for us. So that's really, that's really what it's about. You know, post COVID, we just have to evaluate our angle and process and see, you know, what's going to really be the most helpful and beneficial for, um, you know, for our kids and our community. Um, but it's, it's definitely, it's definitely been a great, a great ride, a great run. And just we've got to see how we can come together, you know, as a community. Uh, before I let you go, I got some quick hitter questions for you. Oh, how's it going? <laughs> My man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got some quick hitter questions for you. Hardest player to tackle in your career? Hardest player to tackle, I would say Beast Mode. Beast Mode. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Playing linebacker, you spend a lot of time spying the QB, having to cover. What QB do you think? in the league gives linebackers the most trouble on being able to cover whether they're going to pass, they're going to run, et cetera? Um, man, um, you got Josh Allen, you got uh, Lamar Jackson, you got Kyler Murray, I would say is definitely, definitely um, top, top two, top three. Um, he's so, he's so quick. You got so many elusive guys. That's the thing about the league. Like these quarterbacks are running like running backs now. You know what I'm saying? So you at you at all times you have to be ready for sure. All right. Jalen Smith's linebacker Mount Rushmore. Who you got on it? Man. We talking middle linebacker, outside linebacker? Outside linebacker. I feel like that's where you spent a lot of your time. I'm inside. I've been inside linebacker since I've been in the league. Oh, mm-hmm. had you rush? Uh, I watched a lot of tape for New York, and I saw you on the edge some when you were. Oh playing. yeah, yeah, a few of them. I would do. I do. I do a few both. Okay. I think outside linebacker. I was probably, um, man, uh, Lawrence Taylor number one for sure. And then in, in kind of mom in kind of our modern time, Von Miller has had. Uh, some great success. Uh, Julius Peppers. Yeah, those are some, those, those are some great ones. Those are some, some great ones. Uh, you know, all the famous that I've seen. I would say inside linebackers, uh, Willie Lanier, Hall of Fame linebacker from the Kansas City Chiefs. Willie Lanier. A lot of people don't, may not know him, but he's a Hall of Fame linebacker. He, that's kind of what I'm my game after a little bit. He's, uh, he's dominant. He's smart, IQ. Um, it's quick, explosive, and he hits you. 
Um, I would say, you know, you got Ray Lewis. Man, uh, Luke Keekly. Okay. Uh, Patrick Willis. You got some guys. But as far as we talking about Rushmore, yeah, you got to go Willie Lanier. You got to go Dick Buckus. And then I'll probably, I'll probably say Ray up there. Sure. Like, it's some great inside linebackers, man. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. So, you got, after you get your massive contract extension, what was the first big, I want to say like unnecessary purchase. I'm not talking about the business, the philanthropy. I know you retired moms when you got it. I'm talking about like hot boy chain, Jalen Smith. <laughs> this is my selfish purchase. I never really bought one. I never really, I mean, I never really had a, I never really had a, that's a, my, my type of purchase type deal for real. I say I bought some, I bought, I bought some land. So that was like, that was what I did. That was one of my, you know, all-time goals, you know. So tapping into that was, was definitely was definitely fulfilling. All right, all right. Uh, my last question for you here is I want you to talk a little bit about the Clear Eye View. You mentioned it a little bit earlier in the interview. I know that it has a lot of meaning, but it also is a eyewear collection that you do. Absolutely. Um, so Clear Eye View, our eyewear line, I started an eyewear line with Jamal Robinson, a guy who's been a great friend of mine from the same hometown. Um, he's been in the eyewear industry for about 14 years. And we, we came together and decided to partner. We create something special. You know, some uh, eyewear that's affordable, but with great quality. And we're doing amazing things right now and getting ready to step into the optical space. Um, in great partnerships with Xylaware and a few others. Just thankful for the opportunity. Is we're coming with style and fashion, the quality for 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 great prices as well. We're we're in it for the long haul, and it's all derived around having that focus bit. It's all derived around having that focus bit. So definitely, definitely excited for what's to come for for Clear Eye View for CED Collection. All right. All right. I really appreciate you giving us some of your time today. And thank you for coming on the Fly Route podcast. I wish you all the best. I can't wait to see you killing it on the field again this upcoming season. All right. I appreciate it, man. Be safe, y'all. Y'all be safe. Me too. Thank you. It's a, it's, it's a Playboy affair. <laughs>